Welcome to the Public Services Reform podcast from the Centre for Market and Public Organisation. My name is Ramesh Vitalingham and today I'm talking to Stephen Proud, who's one of the researchers at the Centre. And we're going to be talking about some research that Stephen's done called Girl Power. Stephen, why don't you start off by uh, introducing us to what it is that you've been looking at. Well, what I've been looking at is the effect that the proportion of pupils within the classroom who are female has on outcomes for both boys and girls. Um, I use a method that was developed in the US by Caroline Hoxby using year-on-year changes of the proportion of pupils who are female um, within a school and examine the effect that that has on pupils' outcomes in English, maths and science um, at ages 7, 11, 14 and 16. Okay, so you're looking at the, the differences in the composition of the classroom in the primary school on the, on the later outcomes that those kids might have in primary and then in secondary. Well, it, it's the, um, uh, the composition of the classrooms um, at each exam level. So if they have lots of girls at, um, at age seven, I look at the effect of that on their outcomes at key stage one. And if they have lots of girls at age 16, I look at the effect of that on um, um, outcomes at GCSE. Okay, so, so what have you found? What, 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 are, what are the impact of different kinds of composition in the classroom? Well, the, the big headline um, figure that I've got is that um, having more girls in a classroom at all ages has a negative effect on boys' outcomes in English but it has a positive outcome on both boys' and girls' outcomes in maths and science. Um, The problem with this is that there's not enough girls to give everyone the best possible outcomes um, in maths and science. But it it is very interesting, the the negative effect that this has on um, boys in English. Um, Girls don't seem to be advantaged or disadvantaged within um, English classrooms of having more girls in the, in the class. It's just that there's a strong negative effect for the boys, um, which seems to be robust to any specification that I look at. So what you're saying that there's not enough girls to go around, what you mean is that ideally you would want to have uh, classes with, with a higher proportion of girls for maths and science, uh, and it wouldn't matter so much for, for English. It, 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 well, yes, for girls it would be ideal for them to be taught with lots of girls. For boys it would be ideal for them to be taught with lots of, bo- of girls in maths and science. But in English, of course, it would, be, um, it would seem to be ideal for boys to be taught with as few girls as possible. What, what do you think is going on? What, what do you think the mechanism is that's driving the, these results? Well, there's a couple of possible mechanisms for the um, results in English for the boys. Um, one of them could be that um, the boys are effectively being crowded out. Um, girls are performing much better than boys at all levels in English. And if there are lots of girls in the classroom, it could appear that the class as a whole is doing well, um, but the boys could be being left behind or they could be hiding in the background. Um, another possible um, mechanism for this is that if there are lots of girls in the classroom, um, girls and boys, it has been argued that they may have different learning styles and so require different, di- di- different, um, different emphases within the classroom. So if you have lots of girls in the classroom, it could be that the teaching style is focused towards those girls um, 
And again, the boys simply get left behind. So what it could be saying is if that is the true mechanism and more work would need to be done to find out what the mechanism is in this case, it would tend to imply that teachers need to look at um, having different um, differentiated um, teaching styles for both the boys and the girls within the classes. So I guess we think we know that the girls learn, learn quicker than, than boys, or they're usually ahead at a, at a comparable age, and we tend to think that boys are going to be more unruly and disruptive in the classroom. I mean, what, what kind of light does, does your research shed on those kind of uh, conventional views? Well, the, um, the argument that boys are going to be disruptive in the classroom can be used as um, an explanation for the results in maths and science. Because we, f- we find that um, both boys and girls do better in maths and science if there are fewer boys in the classroom, or alternatively if there are more girls. Um, there's been a, a similar study on Israeli data by um, Victor Lavi and Analia Schlosser um, that uses uh, data from Israeli schools and they have interviews with all the pupils as well and the, perce- the perception is that if there are more, more boys in the classroom then the disruption level increases and this has a negative, out- as- um, this has a negative effect on the outcomes of the children. Um, and this is, um, is used as an explanation for why both boys and girls perform better, it, certainly in primary schools, in maths and science, um, if there are more girls within the classroom. That is, it's, it's a more female atmosphere and potentially a better atmosphere for learning. Does your findings, do you think, have any implications for, for ideas about uh, teaching kids in single-sex schools or single-sex classes? Well, whilst I don't examine directly single-sex schools, um, some of my results, um, well, my results do seem to be linear. Um, that is, um, they, the effect seems to be the same at the lowest quartile of, um, of the proportion of girls within the classroom and the highest quartile of proportion of girls. Um, so if we were to extend it to the, the, the limit, it would tend to imply that um, boys would perform better if they were taught without any girls at all in English. But it, it tends to imply that boys would do better in maths and science in mixed-sex environments, but girls may do better themselves in single-sex environments. So there must be some implications for setting as well, for, for having kids, different configurations of children in classes for different subjects. Um, certainly, yes. Um, it, it would tend to imply that boys would perform much better if they were um, taught in English classes without any girls. Or at least they might do better in classes without any girls. Um, however, the results tend to imply that in maths and science, boys do better when they have girls with them. That is the, um, the calming influence of the girls in the classroom. Um, but the, the girls themselves do better in maths and science um, with um, more girls. So it would be an ideal situation for them to be taught with just girls and for boys to be taught with lots of girls and again there are not enough girls to go around for maths and science. For English it's less of a problem. I don't find any significant effects for girls um, of a more female or less female peer group um, in English classes. So it would tend to imply that they are not um, either benefited or um, harmed by being taught without any boys in their class. Stephen Proud, thank you very much. Thanks.